Hello, this is Talking with Strangers, and I'm here with... Bridget. Hello, Bridget. I see uh, that you're uh, painting. I'm painting, yes. Okay. Uh, what about painting do you like? Uh, I've always loved painting. I uh, wanted to go to art school. Didn't get there, but... <laughs> I... Uh, I like to I like to draw. I think drawing is probably the thing I like the most. Okay. Uh, I'm an architect. Okay. So I'm assuming you draw a lot in your job. Not the same way. Okay. So I think that's something I didn't understand when I became an architect. That uh, drawing as an architect is very different from drawing as a painter. How so? Uh, I don't really understand it, but I, I, I feel as though architecture is somewhat distanced from the making of things. And okay. I like making things. So okay. in architecture, you give people directions on how to make things. Right. You like getting your hands on. I do. <laughs> uh, what, kind of, what kind of feeling or mood uh, would you like to convey with your art? Uh... I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, I don't think it's about conveying. I think I just like to do it. Okay. I like so to art for the sake of it. art. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like to. I like to look at paintings that make me want to paint, and then I like to paint. <laughs> what are some of your favorite paintings or artists? Uh, People that inspire you. Boy, um, that's tough. I like so many. Um, I really love sure. uh, there's a portrait at the MFA it's called Portrait of a Woman by Picasso it's a cubist painting uh-huh I really love that painting just it's because a, it's pretty cool you know that painting I do yeah. yeah what do you like about it I like the fact that uh, it's devoid of color and devoid of any particular features yeah. so you project your concept of a woman on that painting mm -hmm. so in a way the concept changes as you evolve as a person and also it changes over time as the social norms and expectations of what the subject is changes over time yeah that's certainly true uh, painting has changed a lot in uh, or how we understand painting has changed a lot it, uh, we're no longer as interested in figuring out how to depict something but we're interested in the expression and the you know the craft I mean I don't I don't want to paint like Rembrandt mm -hmm. I like Rembrandt but I'm not that interested in Rembrandt I admire him from a distance I'm more drawn to um, I like figurative painting uh, mm -hmm. but I'm probably more drawn to 20th century paintings, early 20th century paintings. Um, I really, really feel a connection to. Okay. So Matisse. Well, I like a lot of the Americans, like Frank Benson, and um, uh, now that I'm talking to you, I can't think of anything. But okay. <laughs> uh. So what else are you passionate about besides painting? 
Prison reform. Prison reform. That was quick. That was so fast. <laughs> Tell me more okay. about prison reform. Well, it's got to happen. I don't. I don't. I'm, it's not that I'm doing anything about it. Okay. It's just that I feel as though in this country, poor education and criminal prison system are mm-hmm. a lot of our problem. But okay. if a lot of people who end up in jail, had they been given a chance, had they been given a decent education, would not be in jail. Once they're in jail, there's the system more or less perpetuates. There, yeah, perpetuates it. It's tragic. But yes. education is, is crucial. And people are just not, not being offered a decent education in this country. A lot of people aren't. I was lucky. I got a good education. Right. You're getting a good education. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of what's happening right now is that people are, are sort of anesthetized. Mm-hmm. Uh, they watch television all the time. They are not able to distinguish between their own lives and the lives that they see on television. I mean, it's appalling to me. <laughs> yeah, I have... I have mutual feelings in, in that regard of how, how the media portrays people. Yeah. And part of this project is to sort of uh, build small bridges by having one-on-one connections because mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like the media puts people in a box and prevents people from having empathy uh, towards people outside their own bubble. And Sadly true. And I think just human connection and empathy uh, goes a long way. It does. And it's uh, in short supply. Definitely non-existent in the White House at the moment. But <laughs> mm-hmm. That kind of goes without saying. It's a very tragic moment we're in as a country, I think. Um, uh, so given that, what makes you optimistic about the future? What gives you meaning in life? Uh, my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that, that's... No, I mean, my family, of course. But I think also... Um, uh, connecting with people. I mean, I usually... <laughs> I usually talk to people I don't know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I feel as though I'm making a small contribution to, to letting people feel more connected than they might otherwise. Okay. Um, so. uh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> uh, thank you. All right. Nice to talk to a person I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and feelings. I appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Well, I hope you feel optimistic. I'd like to. And I think these sort of conversations make me optimistic. There are uh, a lot of good people in the world. Yeah, I think I, think I, I did not expect that good of a reaction from the conversations I've had. I think most people have something profound to share and most people are inherently good. It's just that sometimes uh, we're blinded by our own fears and by our own own judgments of other people. Sure. 
that's true. Although, there's so many surprises in the world. <laughs> How so? What kind of surprises? Well, if you're just open to open to people, and um, I remember an occasion one time ago, I was standing in the airport waiting for a friend, and it was right around the time that uh, you know people were so nervous about flying and nervous about bombings and nervous about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was this young guy there, and um, I was sort of looking at him thinking who is this guy he doesn't you know I was doing my little cultural and racial profiling thing he doesn't look like the kind of person who'd be in an airport and he's got that you know he's got this sad little bunch of flowers that's just to conceal the fact that he's going to blow us all up in five minutes I mean I was in a bad state of mind (laughs) and I'm embarrassed I can only say this to someone I don't know (laughs) and um, I think all of us have, have moments sometimes. like that and I said um, I, I was feeling nervous and I thought this is ridiculous so if he's going to blow everybody up that's, that's that I'm not going to you know go to the police and say I have a feeling this guy is going to blow us all up so instead I just went over and said hello to him I said are you waiting for someone and he said yes girlfriend's coming and I got her these flowers do you think she's gonna like them and I'm gonna you know we're gonna go home and I want to cook for her but I don't know what to cook for what do you think I should cook for so I had this just that's who he really was right and I was I was happy I was a little ashamed of myself but um it it, there have been other times when I've that a situation or something else made me nervous. And where my office is, there are a lot of stoned kids. And rather than trying to avoid them, just talking to them like they're normal people. And they're so polite. They hold the door. They say, excuse me. They say, have a nice day. And, you know, they go through life with people thinking, oh, these kids are such jerks. They're in my way and I want to deal with them. So that's what gives me optimism. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You're it's, welcome. It's been a pleasure. Tell me your name again. My name is Hassan.